Hey guys, this is your boy Big D, and this is my podcast, Off the Beat Chat. This is my first one, so y'all be easy on me. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to talk about something that's interesting to me. It's it's important to me. Uh, On this podcast, we're going to be talking about God, spirituality, health, fitness, personal development, the books I'm reading, politics, whatever, things that interest me, things that I feel that can um, empower us, just whatever I feel led to talk about. Tonight, we're going to be talking about God has a way of getting your attention. That's all that's been going on in my head all day long. God has a way of getting our attention. The only thing is, is are we listening to the voice of God? I was listening to the youngest female billionaire in the world, lady by the name of Sarah Blakely. She created this brand, this thing called Spanx. Now, y'all know your boy Big D is a dude. So I've been told what Spanx is, but you know, I, I still really don't understand what it is. But, hey, it's a thing. A lot of ladies swear by it, love it, they wear it. So, hey, I'm with it. And uh, it's interesting. Her story, even though she's not particularly religious from what I can tell, it doesn't matter because when God is on a thing, it's on a thing. And it's not all the time religious. I noticed the biggest move of God's really don't come in the name of religion. They come in the name of results and being effective. And that's what this lady has done. She's been effective in the marketplace, effective in the world. And she's definitely left an indelible impression on my heart and mind today. And I just want to share with you guys just a few bits and pieces of what I learned about, you know, success in the pursuit of it and how it relates to God and us in my podcast today. She said that. Spank started when she was 16 years old. Can you believe that? She said at 16, she had two pivotal events happen to her in her life that really just changed her life. One event was her friend was killed while riding like a bicycle right in front of her. Whoa. The other event, and this all happened at the same age, is that her parents decided to get a divorce. So at 16 years old, this girl was having it. But check this out. Her father came to her, right? And gave her some Wayne Dwyer tapes and said, hey, I wish I had known about this earlier, but I'm going to give this to you. I forgot the name of those tapes, but I think it's how to be uh, like uh, 
how to be some type of man. Basically, it's some personal development on how to think on another level, right? And she said, I normally would not have listened to that. I'm 16 years old. I just would have, you know, took that and, you know, chunked it. But because I was in so much pain, I decided to give it a listen. And that arrested me. God knows how to get your attention. God was training her through the wounds that life was inflicting on her at her early age. I was training her for the high level of success that she was going to have. So fast forward a few more years later, you know, she couldn't pass the bar exam. Uh, she went to go work for Disney World. That didn't work out. She became, can you believe this? A fax machine salesperson. But in a unsavory job as you would selling fax machines, it's where she honed her skills to become a master salesperson. She learned how to give presentations. She learned how to be assertive. She learned how to read a crowd. She learned how to cold call. She learned how to go door to door. She learned how to be fearless. One day she was praying, if you will, and asked, she said, I asked the universe, could you give me an idea that would just change my life, change the life of others? And stuff like that and she was journaling and everything like that and you know pretty much nothing happened if you were expecting some kind of voila moment eh, you didn't get it but later on not too long from that moment she had to go to a party and she she did something to her pantyhose right and she said this could be something and whoa that was it she invented Spanx Two years go by and uh, she's working with this idea of Spanx. She, she creates a model of it or something like that. But here's the problem. She doesn't have a huge, huge budget and she doesn't know anybody in this whole uh, fashion arena. So she does what she knows best. She begins to cold call and she called, uh, what, what was the name of that? So I think it was Saks Fifth Avenue or something like that. And then they said, you need to go to our buyer. She said, okay. So she called the buyer that was in Dallas, Texas. And she knew, now get this, get this. She knew not to leave voicemails from what? Selling fax machines. So she kept calling and calling and calling. She was persistent. Until she got the lady on the phone. And then she knew this, how to present herself. She knew that sales was all about answering people's pain. If I could help somebody else solve a problem, I can sell them something. So she knew not to approach this lady by just trying to sell her something. She knew she had to solve a problem. She said, hi, I'm Sarah Blakely, and I know how to solve the problem of helping your ladies fit into their clothes better. The lady said, I'm interested. And they went on. She said, all I need is 10 minutes. She said, that's what I'm going to give you, 10 minutes. She said, but I need to meet you. She said, what? She said, 
I'll fly to you. I just need 10 minutes of your time. She said, that's what I'm going to give you. She went to go fly and meet the lady. And pretty much while she's meeting the lady, she's bombing, y'all. She's bombing. The meeting is not going the way she wanted it to go. Okay, cool. So what she does, she has an aha moment. And she asks the lady, hey, can you step into the restroom with me? What? That's unheard of. Go into the restroom. But the lady agreed because she's interested. Nobody's never approached her that way. So they go into the restroom and Sarah said, basically steps into a stall and says, this is how stinks. This is how my clothes fit me now without Spanx. She said, okay. She steps back into the stall and voila, look at me now. New me. Look at how my clothes fit me with the Spanx. It does this, does that. The woman said, I'm sold. She said, I'm going to let you um, uh, try this out in seven of my stores. And well, the rest is history. Uh, she hustles hard, hustles hard. And ultimately, the word out about Spanx gets to Oprah. And well, you know what happens. Now she's the youngest female billionaire in the world. Huh. <sighs> But would you be willing to lose a friend to become a billionaire? Would you be willing to lose a friend? Would you be willing to see somebody you love closely die in your face to become a billionaire? Would you be willing to let your parents go through a divorce for you to become a billionaire or even a millionaire? Would you be willing to suffer would you be willing to fail at a major test? Would you be willing to work dead end jobs, do things that you know you're not happy with to become the success that you know that you were created to be? I'm here to tell you, that's the way God speaks to us. He speaks to us through disappointment. He speaks to us through our pain. He speaks to us through the unlovely situations in our lives. It's our job not to waste them. Could it be the ugly stuff, the stuff that we don't like is the very stuff that God is using to make us into a masterpiece. That's what I believe. I believe that if we stop paying attention to our feelings and to our environment and how our environment has taught us how to feel and start paying attention to that still small voice that's within us, that's pushing us forward, that's telling us to believe in spite of, I believe then. We'll be getting somewhere. Then we'll be fulfilling our life's purpose. She said because her friend died, it caused her to question her own mortality more. And that's a good thing because it puts a rush on her. She says, I have one life and I don't want to waste it. Touch yourself right now and say, I have one life and I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to waste one more sign that God has given me to go and do whatever it is I got to do. And touch yourself and say, I have a limited amount of time. And I have an unlimited God that's been speaking to me and I'm not going to waste any more time doing the thing that God has for me. I'm not going to compare my life to anybody else. 
I'm not going to be mad about anything else. That's a waste of energy. That's a waste of energy. Do you know that the less energy we waste on regretting our past or worrying about our future, it leaves us with more energy to have for what's right in front of us. And folks, God is in our now. God is in our now. And God has been cutting and pruning us all this time to get us to a particular place. He knows how to get our attention. Let me tell you something. He got your boy Big D's attention. I don't feel good right now. Matter of fact, I'm in some pain, but I'm thankful for the pain that I'm in. My knee, it feels like a truck ran over it, stopped and backed up and ran over it again. I took some supplements that I had no business taking. I was trying, I'm a guinea pig and I tried to do, you know, I was trying to be better, but I learned, don't go that route. Don't try this stuff, right? Dried out my joints and I'm paying for it. But I'm so grateful for the experience. In this experience, it gives me more compassion for people that have pain. I felt so bad this week because the, 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 those supplements didn't agree with my system and it created uh, just, I felt just horrible. I, I wasn't motivated. I just got back to the gym just today. I wasn't in the gym for the whole week, but, but, I have a new lease on life. I have more energy. Maybe I needed to rest a little bit more than I thought. Maybe I, it kept me from getting into an accident going somewhere. Maybe anything could have happened. The only reason I can reach this level of thought, check this out, is because I didn't go into this mindset of saying, why is this happening to me? I went into this mindset instead. I said, what? is this doing for me? How is this blessing me? God, what are you giving me through this? Oh man, he started giving me all kind of cool answers. So, and those cool answers fed me. It gave me more energy. It gave me more willpower. It gave me more motivation. And now you're listening to a better big deal. I mean, I was balled up in my bed the other day. Just, man, Lord, look here. I was, I slept over 12 hours. I don't sleep that long. I got, I had to get, I was getting this stuff out of my system, but I was thankful. Here's a real quick, transparent moment. After my mother passed, my cousin came to me and she said, boo, that's what my family calls me. They call me boo. They said, your, she said, your mom told me that she knew that you loved her. But she felt that sometimes you were too hard on her. And folks, I'm going to tell you, that almost broke me in half. I said, maybe my mom could have lived longer if I would have approached her nicer, if I would have been better to her, if I would have did this, if I would have did that. But I knew I couldn't stay there. I would drive myself insane. I would miss destiny if I stayed right there beating myself up about what I would have, should have, could have done. Instead, I said, you know what? I will not make that mistake again by being too much or going too hard on people. And I think 
even with this here situation that I got going on right now, that's a continuation of that lesson on how to be more empathetic to our people's needs, how to be compassionate. I believe God is doing a spiritual surgery on me, telling me how to approach people at different phases and stages in their lives with a gentle touch, with more grace, with more empathy. So I believe I believe that's a part of this lesson. And so I'm inviting you to analyze your life and ask God, what have you been teaching me all along? Open my eyes to see the blessing and the miracle that I am. The blessing and the miracle and the things that I considered little, but they really weren't little. It's, the, 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 it's in the details, y'all. It's in the little things. That's where he speaks. A friend died. But if a friend hadn't died, maybe she wouldn't be the success that she is. Her parents got divorced. But if her parents didn't get divorced, maybe she wouldn't be the success that she is. She took the unlovely, the straight up stuff that just sucked out of life. And she made it pay her double. Why? Because she extracted the all out of it. I'm asking you, I'm asking myself, let's extract the all out of our lives. Let's no longer call unwanted situations, bad things, bad things. Let's call it all a blessing and see how it changes. Not just your outlook, but your your outcome. Who knows? You may be the next billionaire. Who knows? You may be the next best inventor of something. I mean, it was something simple that she invented, but it changed the world. It doggone show changed her bank account. And now she's leaving behind an impact and she's young, y'all. She's young. We can do this. We can do this. All we have to do is just shift our minds and ask this one empowering question. God, what is this doing for me? What are you giving to me? Not what is happening to me. What is it happening for me? And sit there and be still and just wait and know that if God allowed it to come to you, that God knows how to get your attention. And God has a lesson in your stress. God has a lesson in what's breaking your back. God has a lesson in what's hurting you right now. God has a blessing in your tears. And it's a blessing with your name on it. That's made just for you. Just for you. Just for me. This is my first podcast. And we're going we gonna to be rocking we got a lot of conversations to have, and uh, we just getting started. All right, your boy Big D is out.